the top stories of the day. Understand the issues that matter. This is Manila Bulletin News on Web. Your quick rundown of top news in the country and around the world. Manila Bulletin, celebrating 120 years of timely stories and timeless truths. Be fully informed. Hi, I'm Barbie Atienza. This is MB Now, and here are your news on web. Trade and Industry Secretary Ramon Lopez believes that the country, particularly the National Capital Region, is ready to live in a more relaxed quarantine measure. Lopez said that for the six months that Filipinos are under strict regulations due to the pandemic, Filipinos have probably adjusted their movements and activities. Our correspondent, Sarina Nicole Onki, has the details. If Trade and Industry Secretary Ramon Lopez is to be asked, he believes that the country, particularly the National Capital Region, is ready to live in a more relaxed quarantine measure. The NCR and select neighboring provinces are currently under general community quarantine until September 30, as announced by President Duterte during his address last August 31. The President also placed the provinces of Bulacan and Batangas under GCQ, while three other areas revert to stricter quarantine measures for the entire month of September. In today's public briefing over state-run PTV4, Lopez said Filipinos have probably learned how to adjust their movement and activities the entire six months of quarantine life to avoid possible COVID-19 contamination. Of course, tingnan natin ang mga data, mga datos dito uh, kung it will uh, allow us to move into NGCQ. Subalit, I think uh, after six months ng itong virus, ng pandemic, ng lockdown, uh, ako po ay naniniwala na natututurin po tayong paano gumalaw, pumilos sa pag-manage ng virus. Sa akin pong paniwala, ito po ay sa akin lang, uh, paano po natin i-push ang ang uh, mas magaan na community quarantine. Subalit, ang importante po ay may self-discipline at self-regulation ang buong bayan para talaga pumapa pa rin ng transmission kahit modified DCQ that will allow us to open more sectors in the economy. Still, Lopez sternly reminded people of strictly following basic health protocols to avoid the surge of COVID-19 cases in the weeks and months to come. A major part of Pilipinas naman po, I think over 50% of the economy, uh, ay nasa modified TCQ na. In other words, I think around maybe four, I think by now seven, kasi nadagdagan tayong MECQ uh, sa ibang lugar, ay uh, mga seven lang ang not either TCQ or MECQ. The other parts of the economy are modified TCQ na. So, kung tutusin, marami na rin pong nagbukas na mga sector uh, in many parts of the country. At sa part, yun po ang President Duterte is expected to make an announcement on possible quarantine measures on or before September 30. For MB Now, this is Zarina Nicole Onki reporting. Around 200,000. Around 200,000 Filipino workers could lose their jobs if the European Union pushes through in revoking the country's tariff perks for Filipino goods, according to Vice President Leni Robredo. She said that the Philippines' exports to the EU 
worth more than 108 billion pesos will be affected when its trading privilege is cancelled. Robredo also advised that the government should prove to the EU that it did not commit any wrongdoings and it is willing to cooperate. Our correspondent Raymond Antonio has this report. Vice President Leonard Robredo said that about 200,000 Filipino workers could lose their jobs should the Duterte administration let the European Union to revoke the country's tariff perks for Filipino goods over alleged human rights abuses. Robredo said that Philippines' export to the EU worth 108.9 billion pesos will be affected when its generalized scheme of Preference Plus trading privilege is cancelled. The GSP Plus status allows the Philippines to export to the 27 EU member states without duties or with reduced tariffs. No tariff is imposed on 6,200 Filipino products. Among these goods are animal and vegetable oil, fruits, electrical equipment, footwear, textile, fish, and meat. Marami nakikinabang na negosyante sa atin. Tapos ang mga negosyante nito dahil lumaki yung kanilang mga negosyo, dahil dito sa exports na to, marami siyang na-employ na tao. Gaya nga ng sabi ko ka, Eli, yung estimates na estimates na 200,000 jobs galing to sa European Chamber of Commerce in the Philippines. Ito ka, Eli, pag tinanggal ito, ito yung mawawala sa atin. So sabihin, pag tinanggal ito, 200,000 jobs ang mawawala sa atin. Pag tinanggal ito, about 108.9 billion exports yung mawawala sa atin. Kasi sisingilin na sila ng tax na dati hindi naman sila sinisingil. In a resolution last week, the European Parliament recommended the revocation of the Philippines' GSP Plus status if the government did not abide by international conventions on human rights. Presidential spokesperson Harry Roque dared the international body to go ahead with its threat to withdraw the country's tariff perks over alleged human rights abuses. Robredo said the government should prove to EU it did not commit any wrongdoing and it's willing to cooperate so that the GSP plus revocation will not happen. Tingin ko maling, tingin ko ka Eli, maling reaction yun. Kasi ang dapat na reaction, um, sabihin mo na ipakita mo na sinusundan natin yung ating commitments. Um, kasi para sa akin ka Eli, karapatan yun ng EU kasi privilege yun eh. Privilege na hindi, what? Ang gusto ko sabihin, wala silang obligasyon na ibigay sa atin yon Pero binigyan tayo bilang privilege dahil meron tayong commitment na mga susundin. Uh, ganun yun ka, Eli. At yung commitment na susundin natin, yung pag, pagsisiguro na yung human rights, alam mo yun, yung freedom of the press, yung hindi pag, pag-persecute ng mga yung mga political opponents, hmm. akabahagi yun nung mga pinirmahan natin. For MNL, this is Raymond Antonio reporting. The Department of Health cautioned the public on the proper use of ultraviolet light to sanitize objects. According to DOH Undersecretary Maria Rosario Vergere, the improper use of UV light may cause skin burns or eye irritation. Our correspondent Analu de Vera has this report. The Department of Health cautioned the public on the use of ultraviolet light to sanitize objects amid the threat of the coronavirus disease. 
DOH Undersecretary Maria Rosario Verger said that improper use of UV light may cause skin burns or eye irritation, adding that its use is mainly advisable in hospital settings. Wala pang sapat na ebidensya hanggang sa ngayon ha, na kung anong klase at saka anong dose ng UV ang makaka magkakaroon ng tamang epekto para dito sa SARS-CoV-2 virus. And then another thing, itong UV light na ito, meron din itong harmful effects kasi para sa mga tao. No? Kapag ka hindi yan nagamit ng maayos, halimbawa ginamit sa bahay, hindi naman marunong yung mga tao na gumamit, uh, maaari magkaroon ng harm. Pwedeng magkaroon ng burns sa skin nyo, pwede rin sa mata no, na makakaapekto sa mata. And meron pang mga iba pang mga harmful effects na sinasabi nito. So ang atin pong nire-recommenda, no? although uh, ang sinasabi nga po natin yung UV light kasi, it has been a known disinfection procedure uh, for so long already in our health facilities. Sa hospital po talagang yan ginagamit, wala pang SARS-CoV-2. Verheide said that direct wiping is the best way to disinfect objects. Ang lagi nga nating binibilin sa ating mga kababayan, anything that we buy or we bring outside of our home, babalik natin sa bahay, kailangan nililinis natin bago natin ipasok sa ating mga bahay. We disinfect these things. Uh, ang atin pong nasa protocol, ang pinakanire-recommenda pa rin natin, and this is supported by evidence, no? yung direct uh, wiping of surfaces uh, na gumagamit tayo ng disinfectant uh, with a rag. Previously, the DOH reminded the public that the use of devices with ultraviolet lights to disinfect objects can only be used in formal healthcare settings. For MBNOW, this is Ana Ludevera reporting. Span of three months, 100 destinations across the globe have now adopted the Safe Travel Stamp with the Philippines as the latest country to be awarded by the Specialized Globe Safety Stamp. The World Travel and Tourism Council, or WTTC, which represents the global travel and tourism private sector, made history earlier this year when it launched the world's first ever global safety and hygiene stamp. The stamp was developed to help restore confidence in travelers and work to revive the ailing sector. Aside from the WTTC member countries, major holiday destinations such as Maldives, Bermuda, Namibia, Uganda, and Montenegro are now also using safe travel stamp. This landmark move by WTTC also received the backing of the United Nations World Tourism Organization. WTTC President and CEO Gloria Guevara welcomed the Philippines, which she described as an incredible destination and home to some of the world's most beautiful islands as the 100th destination along with other popular destinations around the globe such as Turkey, Egypt, Indonesia, and Kenya to adopt the global safety stamp. In Metro News, 32-bed quarantine facility opens in Caloacan City. MMDA to close 13 U-turn slots on EDSA for new bus lane. And drone show lights up Manila skies as tribute for frontliners. More from this report.
A new quarantine facility for coronavirus patients in Caloocan City has opened behind the Caloocan City North Medical Center in Camarín Sunday morning. The Caloocan City Government and Department of Publics and Works and Highways partnered to build the new isolation facility. In a Facebook post by Caloocan City Mayor Oscar Ocamalapitan said, the 32-bed quarantine facility will be for COVID-19 patients with mild symptoms. The facility has beds and other amenities for the patients. Food and vitamins are also free. There are medical staff to regularly check on the patients. The Metropolitan Manila Development Authority or MMDA said they will gradually close 13 U-turn slots along EDSA in the next three months to make way for a new bus lane. Assistant Secretary Celine Pialago, MMDA spokesperson, said three U-turn slots will be closed in Caloocan City. In Quezon City, between Balintawa Coverleaf and Quezon Avenue, seven U-turn slots will be closed. In Makati City, the Buendia U-turn slot under the Kalayaan flyover will be closed. In Pasay City, two U-turn slots will be closed also. Pialago said MMDA will provide the alternate U-turn slot that motorists may use instead of the aforementioned slots. The closure of the U-turn slots will be reportedly make travel time faster for buses plying EDSA. The Manila City government held a drone show as tribute for frontline health workers at the front of the battle against the coronavirus disease at the Rizal Park last weekend. Several drones lit up the Manila sky with messages of gratefulness and hope for frontliners who have been fighting the deadly disease in the country for over six months now. Manila Mayor Francisco Isco Morena Dumagoso said the activity was to show their appreciation to the medical frontliners, crediting them for the overwhelming number of recoveries in the city. The Manila Mayor assured that the city government will continue to provide personal protective equipment or PPEs, hazard pay, medical equipment, and anything else that the health workers will need in their fight against COVID-19. He also appealed to the public to observe the government-issued health and safety guidelines to curb the further spread of the disease. And here are the top news in other parts of the country. Baguio City enforces liquor ban anew. 3.5 million pesos worth of explosives used in illegal fishing seized in northern Samar. And three soldiers wounded after encounter with Abu Sayyaf group in Sulu. More in this report. With the reopening of Baguio City just two days away, 43 new cases of the coronavirus disease were recorded by the city health authorities on Sunday, September 20, prompting Mayor Benjamin Magalong to impose a liquor ban anew. The reimposition of the liquor ban effective September 21 was due to an investigation that showed one of the causes of the proliferation of COVID-19 cases at the slaughterhouse area was the uncontrolled drinking sprees engaged in by residents. Magalong ordered to intensify all COVID-19 control systems to contend with the expected surge in cases as a result of aggressive contact tracing and expanded testing activities. At least 3.5 million pesos worth of explosives believed to be used in illegal fishing has been recovered by the Northern Samar Police Provincial Office on Sunday in the island town of San Antonio, Northern Samar. The seized items are 34 kilograms of trinitrotaluene, 25,000 pieces of blasting caps, and 3.5 meters of detonating cord. The authorities are still conducting follow-up investigation in the area and that those who were found liable will face criminal charges. Three soldiers were wounded when they encountered about 20 members of the Abu Sayyaf group in Patikul, Sulu late Sunday afternoon, September 20. 
a firefight ensued when elements of the 45th Infantry Battalion encountered about 20 Abu Sayyaf members which lasted for 45 minutes, after which the enemy withdrew to the northeast bringing their casualties with them. The three soldiers were only slightly injured while casualties on the enemy side are yet to be determined. In world news, thousands of Israelis in first protests since renewed lockdown. Washington National Cathedral rings bell 200 times to honor 200,000 COVID-19 victims. And two endangered Javan rhino calves spotted in Indonesian park. Let's watch this. Thousands of Israeli protesters gather in Jerusalem to demand the resignation of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu at the first demonstration since the start of a new nationwide coronavirus lockdown. Coinciding with the first day of the Jewish holiday season, it sparked particular anger among ultra-Orthodox Jews. Many protesters wore masks but did not distance themselves from each other to prevent transmission of the virus. Although economic activity usually slows during the Jewish high holidays, many in Israel feared the financial fallout of the second lockdown could be drastic. Netanyahu's government had tried various measures in recent months to avoid a full shutdown, such as weekend closures, but has repeatedly backtracked in the face of opposition. Washington National Cathedral rings its bell 200 times at 5 p.m. on Sunday to commemorate the 200,000 lives lost to the coronavirus in the United States. Cathedral Dean Randy Hollerit said they are hoping that everyone will stop and remember the huge cost that the virus is doing, not only in the United States but around the world. The cathedral is temporarily closed for the safety of the devotees and churchgoers. They encourage everyone to stay connected on the online community that the cathedral created. Two extremely rare Javan rhinoceros calves have been spotted in an Indonesian national park, boosting hopes for the future of one of the world's most endangered mammals. The rhino calves, a female named Helen and a male called Luther, were seen with their mothers in footage taken from nearly 100 camera traps installed in Ujung Kulon National Park between March and August. The Indonesian government have been surveying other areas across Java and Sumatra Islands to relocate the rhinos from the danger of Mount Krakatau, an active volcano not far from the national park. They once numbered in thousands across Southeast Asia but have been hard hit by rampant poaching and human encroachments on their habitats. In entertainment, a Filipino fan who made a TikTok dance cover of Holy by Justin Bieber got noticed by the pop star himself. In a tweet, Bieber thanked twins JC and Jason Kyle Lagrisola for starting the hashtag Holy Dance Challenge on TikTok. The twins da dance challenge video has over 35,000 views on Twitter. Bieber's single Holy featuring Chance the Rapper has been number one in the EI iTunes for three consecutive days since its release. And in sports, Raider Shine superstar James Yop took his first practice today and said he was still rusty. The 38-year-old Yap was in Milano Maritima, Italy with fiancé Michela Cazzola, their son Michael, James, and daughter Francesca Michelle for three months 
since June. But Yap, who came back only last September 4, is confident he can regain his fighting form in time for the planned bubble in Clark, Pampanga next month. League officials led by Commissioner Willie Marshall are hoping they can resume the season on October 9. Yap, a member of the 40 greatest players in the PBA, said he needs only a couple of weeks to regain his once deadly touch from afar. And those are the news on web today, September 21, 2020. It's 95 days before Christmas. For more news and details, get your copy of Manila Bulletin newspaper tomorrow or log on to www.mb.com.ph. You may also subscribe to our newsletter through our link on this video's caption to have the latest news delivered to your inbox. Celebrating its 120 years of timely stories and timeless truths. Join us again tomorrow. This has been MB Now. Be fully informed.